being here, man. Holidays, weekends, trying to take over. Honestly, I mean, they're one of the best fans in DMV. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy C Marty Fit, and we back here with another episode of the Less Brunches, More Crunches podcast. It's Sunday. Um, I just did like half of my meal prep. Um, took another rest day from working out, so I got some energy. And um, let's do this, man. Let's get into this podcast. I just did another uh, podcast on Ethan Klein recently, and his supporters got mad. So that's gonna be a new thing with me talking about him. So with all that being said, let's get it. So we got um, a clip from Joe Rogan. Um, and he's basically talking about uh, that exercise is uh, one of the top treatments for depression and anxiety. So here, here we are with some more studies proving that uh, this is a different article from a school in uh, South University of South Australia. So um, yeah, man, let's let's check it out, and then I'm gonna let y'all know what I think about it. Let's get it. Also, before I do that, if it's your first time listening. Uh, we keep it real over here, so um, if your feelings get hurt, I'm sorry. I'm not intentionally doing that. So, uh, yeah, be prepared. Let's check it out. Okay, University of South Australia researchers are calling for exercise to be a mainstay approach mm -hmm. for managing depression as a new study shows that physical activity is 1.5 times more effective than counseling or the leading medications. Of course it is. Of course, and, and probably, and I don't want to say the cause of anyone's individual depression because there's no way I can know, but I think probably a lot of people are depressed because they're not moving. Yeah. I really think it's a requirement. It's a physical requirement. All facts. And um, I'm, I'm going to just say this. Just, just from experience, I know um, a lot of people that I know that, that were depressed or, or claim they were depressed, they weren't exercising at the time, uh, or they weren't exercising, period. Like, I, I know people that have had, like, mental breakdowns when they stopped their exercise routine, and, and definitely a lot of depressed people were not exercising regularly. So that's just from what I've seen. I know that's not a scientific study, but um, even for myself, I know, like, um, I had... I've talked about my college career briefly on here, but I mean, I've, I've had times where, you know, I was frustrated and I, I felt depressed, times where I wasn't playing a lot. But I know that uh, when I, you know, when I would go to the gym and I would go do extra lifts or, you know, get extra shots up and just keep myself moving, keep myself busy, keep myself active, um, I felt a lot better, thought a lot clearer. And, um, you know, I, I, I had more of a solution-based mindset opposed to just, uh, complaining and focusing on the problem. So, um, you know, that's just because when, you, when you're in the habit of uh, releasing more endorphins, you're just going to have a more positive outlook. And so some key things in the article, uh, physical activity must be prioritized to better manage the growing cases of mental health. And it's funny that they brought that point up with um, obesity on the rise you know, with almost, you know, half of our country being obese. So, well, not, not even, well, this is from Australia, but I, I, I'm just, I'm just talking about our country specifically, but I, I feel like that's uh, very, pre very prevalent with what's going on in our country right now. Um, another thing, higher intensity activity had greater improvements for depression and anxiety. So that's another thing too. Um, you know, a lot of 
just like my clients, we do uh, like a like cardio and full body and like hit. We do a little mixture of that on on Wednesdays, and you know the people they always say like they feel so much better after those workouts um, when they get those high, when they get those higher intensity workouts in because a lot of them are moms. They working out at 5 a.m. They going straight to work after that. They don't get a break during the day, so um, a lot of them feel better after that high intensity. And even myself, like you know, I, I get caught up in you know lifting the weights, but I got to switch it up. You know, like even the other day, I just went to the gym. I did some sled work. Um, I'll throw some sprints in there. I'll throw some jump roping, and man, I feel great after that. So I, I like there ain't no way I'm stressed after getting one of them workouts in. So I, I feel that a thousand percent. Um, another key point in this article, all physical activity is beneficial. Yoga, Pilates, walking, resistance training, which is lifting weights, uh, strength training. So with that being said, do you do your thing. So, you know, a lot of people are scared to lift weights. Um, and at this day and age, there's so much research and knowledge. Shouldn't be scared. But if that's the case with a lot of people. Do something else. Go to yoga. Uh, you can walk. Go outside. Go for a walk. Get on the treadmill. Put the incline on and walk. Go hiking. Uh, sorry, y'all. But uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's really no excuse. If you want to improve your mental health, uh, exercise is a big part of that. And even I had a girl, and a lot of people don't be trying to hear this shit for real. I had a girl who missed all of her sessions last week. And, um, you know, I sent her a message. I was like, hey, where you been at? And she was like, hey, life been life in, da 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 And basically just saying, I guess, you know, I don't know what obstacles going on in her life right now. But I basically told her, I said, look, you might not make it to your session, but at the bare minimum, go get on the treadmill. Do something to clear your mind to help you, you know? Like, you don't want to just be caught up in this cloudy space where um, you, are, you, you have that anxiety or you're reacting uh, in an emotional way. You, know, you might not end up making the best decision. So I told her, man, go walk on the treadmill. I ain't get a response. But I mean, to be honest, though, when people hear that, uh, when they hear you say that exercise to, to help their uh, help their mental, they're not trying to hear that. bro. And, and it's like people almost get offended. Uh, but again, you know, exercise and fitness is one of those things people look for a reason to neglect. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you still go to work. I'm sure you still pay the bills. I'm sure you still do family stuff. So. Um, you know, I feel like you could fit in exercise somewhere in between that as well. Um, let's see. And then, uh, and lastly, the last uh, point they made in here, we hope this review will underscore the need for physical activity, including structured exercise interventions as a mainstay approach for managing depression and anxiety. So pretty much they're just saying that it's, it's needed. And uh, they want to spread the message. So, I'm, I mean, me being in the fitness world, I'm excited that this is getting out there because I've been preaching this for a while, just off trial and error before there were even any scientific studies, before I saw any scientific studies on it. So, um, yeah, appreciate you, Joe Rogan. Hey, look, Joe Rogan, don't give me a copyright. I'm just trying, you know, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, he's one of the top podcasters out in the world. So, um, he has some good stuff. But, yeah, hopefully they don't give me a copyright. Now... Let's 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 get into the good stuff, man. Let's let's get into it. So this girl here, uh, she's pretty well known on TikTok. Uh, Beefcake Brina. Um, she's basically responding to a girl saying that uh, if you if you have a weight loss goal and you're working out for a weight loss goal, you're fat phobic. So this girl 
ripped her into shreds. The beefcake bring the girl ripped ripped it into shreds. And um, I'm gonna give my thoughts on it. So here we go. Let's check it out. You work out because you want your body to look a certain way. You don't care about health. You are fat. Buckle up, kids, because this is a long video of demolishing some bullshit. I got tagged in this video 50 times and I waited to create my response because I did want to educate myself a little bit more before creating the response. My initial reaction was what the fuck. My reaction now after a few days of thinking was what the fuck times 10. Naturally, I asked for peer-reviewed sources. She came up with this long list, which over half of the sources were opinion-based. That's not credible. Next, I scroll to the very bottom and find a few PMC articles to which I click in and read. In summary, what she did was she took the exploration of fat studies from different articles and she created an extreme acclaim out of it that was not specifically supported by the articles and then made an extremely shitty and ignorant blanket statement. Because ma'am, who the fuck are you to tell people that they shouldn't want to look better and be comfortable in their own skin and to label them fat phobic? Because as an experienced coach who has trained 400 people online personally alone just in 2021, I can guarantee to you if I go back and look at all my files from these clients, their fitness goals go a little something like this. I don't want to have a heart attack at the age of 50 like my father did. I want to grow up to see my grandkids. I want to be able to walk up the stairs not winded. I don't want to catch heart disease. I just want to be a strong woman so I don't get sexually assaulted again. And it's the assuming that everyone who goes to the gym wants to look skinny for me. It's the assuming that everyone who stays physically active is fat phobic for me. And you're supposed to be an ED recovery page? As someone who's had an ED myself, that shit's embarrassing and disgusting. Especially when you know your audience is more than likely recovering or has recovered from one. But no, let's start some controversial shit for clout to stay edgy and woke. People don't realize that fat phobia is rooted in racism. Yep, it just got worse. And by your logic, because a person is white and their ancestors owned slaves centuries ago, they're racist. Do, do we not see how stupid this logic is? I rest my case. Whew. Yeah, shorty went off. I, I love it. And, you know, the first thing I can say I loved about what she just did there was um, she brought up real... Uh, real goals for people that that don't have anything to do with weight loss like the the heart attack being strong enough to defend yourself like i, I really like that I'm, I'm big on uh having goals outside of the number on the scale um because like you know i was talking about the other day when i was telling the girls like about your diabetes high blood pressure heart attacks your bbls don't stop that i i got you know, a lot of backlash for that. Well, that's another topic for another day, which I already talked about it. I'll probably talk about it again at some point because I'm a trigger people. But anyway, <laughs> so now nah, I love how she brought up those examples. So that was that was dope. Shout out to her. Um, and, you know, this point I bring up all the time, all logic goes out the window when it comes to fitness. Uh, people react uh, with feelings, emotions and the attention seeking comes into play and i feel like people just want sympathy for not putting the work in and they they uh i don't know they just want people to feel bad for them because they don't know how to they don't have the discipline to take the steps to get into the fitness world to change their, their lifestyle their mindset um and a lot of people and if you if you watch the video the girl the initial girl who was being reacted to she wasn't like obese and She's making these fat phobic videos. A lot of people do this who are not obese and they're, pro they're not part of that body positivity movement. A lot of them do that for engagement, right? They do it for, uh, they, to go viral. They do it to get views. 
Um, they do it for attention, right? You got to realize who you're listening to. Now, if it's somebody who is heavy set, they obese, it's a bigger person going hard for the fat phobia and the body positivity, it, that makes sense. But you got somebody skinny on here going going hard for y'all, it's, ugh, I can't even trust it. And then when a girl asked her to bring up some uh, bring up some sources, she brought her some opinion-based bullshit. So be careful with that, man. Um, and like I said, people are more concerned with that dop- dopamine rush of being praised and instead of hearing the truth. People love a convenient lie instead of uh, hearing that long-term truth. Like they they want to hear what's good for them right now. What's gonna make you feel good right now? I, if I if I if I could tell you something that's gonna better your future. Right, you're gonna be better off long term if I tell you this, but it might be an uncomfortable truth. That's what you need to hear. I don't need to hear a convenient lie. I don't, you know, I don't need somebody telling me, "Oh yeah, Chris, you're the greatest trainer on earth." Like it might make me feel good, but nah, bro, this is where you got to get better at. You got to communicate better. You got to be able to cue your clients better. You got to do this. You got to be able to da da da. You got to, you know, you got to be able to adapt to your clients. That's what I need to hear. That's what I need to get better. I don't want to hear this other bullshit, right? The other, not too long ago, um, I asked one of the bodybuilders in the gym, I, I took like a video of my, like a progress video of my body, and she was like, oh, you need to do X, Y, Z to improve this, this, that, that, that. Now, I'm, am I fit? Yes. Do I look somewhat good? Yes. Can I improve? Of course you can improve. So I went to somebody that could break it down and tell me what I need to do to improve. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like, pe- people gotta get, you gotta get past that. And, um... Uh, and like I said before, I don't think these videos are aimed to help people, right? So the girl brought up an eating disorder. I don't, um, and I don't, I don't see how that's helping someone. Just uh, if you're trying to target people with eating disorders and you want to educate them and make them feel better, I don't see how calling something fat phobic helps that. I don't understand. Like I just, I just, I just don't with the whole fat phobia movement fat phobic it didn't even start with overweight people i i learned that it started with disability and the, and the fat people just kind of took over i'm gonna do an episode in that i haven't done extensive research so i'm not going to talk about it y'all ain't going to tear me up in the comments again but um and then uh that lastly that last part of the video about the racism like that's just stupid logic and again i've made multiple episodes on this about associating black people with obesity and, and, and calling it racism when, when people don't want to be fat. That right there is just the dumbest logic I've ever seen in my life. Matter of fact, I'm going to probably plug them videos right here. I'm going to plug them links in. and um, Because just think about it, bro. Like It's obese people at every demographic. Right? I've been around. I grew up in a black neighborhood. I'm a black man. I went to school in uh, <laughs> white areas. I lived in Woodland Hills, California, which is one of the, the whitest areas in L.A. County. <laughs> that, right? That's where LeBron James sends his, his kids to school, right up the street from there. You know what I mean? So I've been around. I've seen obese people everywhere I went. So we can't just attach that to, to a race. And um, we live in a predominantly white country. So that right there is just uh, not smart. Um, yeah. Shout out to Shorty, though. She did a good job on that video. Moving on. Let's check this video out, bro. This joint was crazy. All right. If you are morbidly obese, you could make a roller coaster unsafe for people that are not, for regular people. 
Did we all hear that? Did we all hear that straight-sized woman calling other straight-sized people, people who are not, in her words, morbidly obese, regular? Regular. Regular people. She... Bruh. All right. Here we are. We have a girl pointing out a safety hazard for roller coasters, right? She's pointing out a safety hazard for roller coasters. Hey, if you're too big to get on this roller coaster, it's probably going to be harmful to others around you. Valid point to me. Now, this lady was so, this other lady was so triggered that she ain't concerned about anybody's safety or well-being. She was just mad because the lady called the people who are not morbidly obese regular people. And if you think about it, majority of people are not morbidly obese. Now, there are a lot of obese people in the country, but majority of people are not morbidly obese. So, yeah, you're not, re you're not regular. If you don't fit that mold, you're not regular. I'm, I'm just, I mean, so, like, sorry. Like, it's, it's like, we got to get, we got to get past. We can't be truthful with people. We got to get past that. Like, if nobody say you a bad person, nobody called you ugly. Nobody called you broke. But you're not normal size. So, no, you don't fit in a regular category. It's just, it's just, it's the truth. We should not be normalizing obesity. We just really shouldn't. Um, and it shouldn't be encouraged. It's like you get praised for it nowadays, and anybody who's not praising it or uh, speaking positively about it, they get they get in trouble for it. It's a it's a big problem in our society, man. But um, yeah, like real talk, like just the change isn't gonna happen if you're not honest with yourself. And it's just so many people living in delusion. It's crazy. Um, that's wild to the to the to the point where you don't even care about anybody else's safety. So. Man, crazy. Let's check out this fourth video. We got a lot of videos today. I'm kind of changing up the format for the podcast, all right? Let's check out this fourth video. I'm going to say this again. Being body positive is not an excuse to neglect your health. I've seen other people stitch your video, and they were much nicer to you than I'm going to be. You have no idea who I am, so let me introduce myself. I am an exercise physiologist, which means I hold a degree in this field, a certification in this field, and I've been a professional in this field for a decade. In fact, one of my jobs was actually managing a gym where I hired, trained, and fired personal trainers just like you. And I mean that literally. You're not special. A thin, white, young, able-bodied personal trainer is quite literally a dime a dozen. Especially ones with such spicy takes like fat, bad, unhealthy, you need lose weight with exercise, me make you, and a significant misunderstanding of body positivity on top of it. I need you to start wrapping your head around the idea that people can pursue fitness without a weight loss goal, including fat people. Your attitude and approach is exactly what keeps a lot of people away from fitness. Good luck on your exam. All right, so uh, that's ridiculous. First of all, the girl said nothing about a weight loss goal. All right. she, she, she said nothing about that. Second of all, people with this mindset should not be in charge of hiring personal trainers. You shouldn't have this person mentoring, teaching, and, and, and showing the way for young personal trainers or, you know, just, just, just being their leader. Should, that, that should never happen. First of all, if you, if you have 
I don't know her background. Let me let me take this back. Maybe she was in shape back in the day. I doubt it with that mindset. But if you're gonna have a, a, someone in charge of personal trainers, they should number one be in shape. That's the number one rule. And number two, if they're not in shape, you should be able to tell like, oh, this person was an athlete back in the day. They were they were athletic, or they they got some muscle. They might have just gained some fat because they don't go as hard as they used to. Just from looking at that video, I don't see that. So. She should not be in charge of personal trainers. So, uh, someone who doesn't recognize how detrimental this is to the fitness industry, and more importantly, how detrimental it is to uh, the state of our society. I mean, this is ridiculous. That uh, you know, obesity, obesity is one of the top killers and um, causes of diseases in our country. So that's ridiculous. Uh, another thing too. Like with the, with the, oh, and I mentioned the scale thing. Uh, when the girl said nothing about a weight loss goal, uh, you that's not the only way to measure your progress. Um, and this is kind of going off topic, but I don't even put most of my girls on the scale anymore. Um, I just have them take pictures just because it just that number just messes them up. Uh, it, it it just messes their whole mental up. It takes them off track. I ain't got time for it. And another thing too, like you can lose, you can drop three pounds of fat and gain three pounds of muscle, right? So your weight doesn't change, right? You you hear, you, you uh, lose three pounds of fat, gain three pounds of muscle. The weight's not changing. And you can look smaller in the mirror or look smaller in a progress photo, but people ain't trying to hear that shit. So that's a, that's another episode for another day. But I got to I gotta teach that to a lot of the girls. So that whole, I don't know, people get so caught up on that number on the scale. And then... Um, and she said that that the mindset of the girl keeps people away from fitness. And to be real, the people that what keeps people away from fitness is delusion, inability to commit, work hard, and adapt. That's what keeps people away from fitness. And people do not have those skills. When you develop those skills, you can excel in fitness, you can excel in business, you can excel in family, you can excel in other things. But I honestly believe that people with the lack of sports or playing sports growing up in that environment growing up growing up in a competitive environment people do not know how to work hard people don't know how to get uncomfortable people don't know how to adapt and i think that's why uh people you know struggle with fitness you go to school come home play video games talk on the phone get on social media there there's no competitiveness about that other than maybe being competitive in the classroom but that's you know, that's a whole, it's a, it's a skill set, but it's different from doing something physical. And, you know, I just feel like it's, that's, that's, that's a big reason why people are scared of fitness, all right? We got one more video before we wrap up, so let's check it out. This one here is crazy. Travel might look a little different for us plus-size folks, but it's still possible. The airlines should do a better job accommodating us, but until then, I'll keep shouting my message from the rooftops. You deserve to travel just as much as anyone else. Bruh, alright. Um, I'm just going to say this. We live in a society where... Uh, People just feel like they deserve the same privileges or, you know, same accommodations as, as people who, who have worked harder or uh, have done things to prevent losing those privileges, right? 
if I commit a crime or yeah, let's do that. If I commit a crime and I end up going to jail, rightfully so, I don't deserve the same freedom as people who didn't commit that crime. Same applies here. If you sit around and eat and gorge yourself and you can't put the fork down, you don't get on a treadmill, you don't do any activity, no, you don't deserve to fit on the airline. You don't deserve to fit in those seats. I'm sorry. That is ridiculous. The airline should not have to accommodate for you. Um, that's ridiculous. And if you if you decide to live differently from the majority of people, you don't deserve them same privileges. It's very unfortunate. It might sound mean, but it's the truth. We gotta live life in the truth. Not my truth, not your truth, the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. If you eat and you're lazy to the point where you can't fit on an airline seat. You don't deserve to fly. You don't deserve to travel. That's a privilege that needs to be taken away. Um, and I honestly feel like, uh, and I, I talked about this before, I think. I think I did talk about this before, but if airlines start accommodating, if restaurants start accommodating, if roller coaster rides start accommodating, people are going to only continue to get bigger, stay obese, become more morbidly obese, heavy set, fat. Whatever word you want to use is going to continue to happen. So this has to stop. This is why I'm on the podcast. I'm trying to get the message out there. I'm trying to do what I can do. A lot of people don't like my message. They don't like how I do it. I don't care because there's more people that do like it. I keep getting new subscribers every week, so I'm doing something right. It's a fact. So, man, another episode on the Less Brunches, More Crunches podcast. Appreciate y'all for listening. Subscribe to the page. Like the video. Send me some videos you want me to react to. Uh, you know, shoot me a DM if you got a question you want me to answer on the podcast. And I'll see y'all next episode. We out. Honestly, I mean, they're one of the best fans in DMV.